Welcome to this episode of TechLink in Conversation. I'm Eddie Grant, a director at Technical Connection. During our conversations, we seek to review the topical bulletins published on TechLink, our knowledge management tool, for all things tax, trust, pensions, and much, much more. Today, we're doing something slightly different. Across the profession, there are many people going beyond diploma and even beyond chartered. Several universities have master's qualifications and students have undertaken significant research. Our interview today explores the research, its findings, but also the journey. I'm delighted to be joined by Paul Matthews, Head of Accreditation in the Technical Connection team, and he's currently undertaking his master's as we speak. Paul actually asked me if he could interview me following the completion of my dissertation in 2021. So hello, Paul. Thank you for joining us today. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. And thank you, Eddie. And also thank you for sharing a copy of your research in advance. It was certainly an interesting read. Um, I noticed it focused on better outcomes for clients in vulnerable circumstances. Um, I'm just curious, how did you decide on this as a research topic? I think the answer to that is I'm a very curious individual. Um, I want to really understand things. And for me, um, I hear a lot about the value of advice. And a lot of people like to to put that into monetary value. And for me, what I wanted to do was look at what were the non-monetary value uh, elements of advice. Um, I'm also responsible for um, the charter community, so over a thousand individuals chartered within the company and uh, and and so for me picking up on some of the work that the FCA have done around vulnerability thinking about um, the uh, charter community and further qualifications sort of led us to develop um, the qualification the inclusive financial planning qualification and for me this research was very much around understanding um, its impact and uh, whether um, whether we were making a difference and whether the, the, the students were making a difference. I think the other thing also, when you think about vulnerability, um, it just impacts upon so many people. And the work the FCA have done has been brilliant in highlighting the vulnerability is much, much more than just someone who's over the age of 85 with a walking stick. Um, it, it, its impact is significant. And, and really what I was trying to do was to try and bring all those different elements together and in particular thinking about soft skills as well that, that financial planners so desperately need to uh, engage with their clients. That's really interesting and very topical. Um, what were your key findings from your research? Um, so in terms of the, the, the research, um, the key findings, uh, first of all, one tip that I got from my, from my tutor was what you need is to have a diagram at the end. So if you ever asked that question, what were the key findings, you could at least had it in one diagram. So I have the diagram in front of me, um, and, uh, and very much the key findings were that we had put together a qualification um, and, um, and and few candidates actually were motivated to, to do the inclusive financial planning qualification. Uh, what they were motivated was the achieving achievement of chartered status. That's really what they wanted. 
as they then progressed through the um, inclusive financial planning, the fact that it was coursework, which came at a time when we were just going into lockdown and actually face-to-face exam centres were closed, meant that um, coursework was absolutely a, a brilliant route to go down. Um, The other thing about coursework is it's incredibly inclusive as well, um, because uh, you were, you you know, people who were working during the day or or a lot of people who were caring for their children during the day were were able to find time in the evenings to do their, to develop their qualifications. So a number of people who who passed the qualification um, would just never have been able to to achieve it if they were um, having to go to an exam centre. So coursework was was really important to them. The other thing that we discovered was that as people got into the qualification, what it did was raise awareness. And a lot of the the students that that we talked to um, really identified that they had this perception of vulnerable clients and, and the qualification really got them to challenge their perceptions. And so from a from from a, an impact point of view, it, it was quite profound. Um, the other thing that that was really important is that um, what happened was that because it raised awareness, it actually stimulated curiosity uh, in a number of advisors and changed the way they operated. And for those that actually uh, owned their own businesses they were able to um, change the process and the behavior of the whole firm um, to to better support clients in vulnerable circumstances. And then the final thing that really came out for me was, um, and it's probably no great surprise, but it was the importance of empathy and uh, and listening skills. And and for me, one of the one of the sort of follow-ups is how can you help people develop those skills? Um, is it something you just are born with, great empathy skills, great listening skills, or is it something that you can learn and uh, and really develop over time? Um, and and, and, uh, and that's something for me that that uh, I was keen to progress and probably something if I, if I ever took this research further is something I, I would probably look at. Brilliant. Thank you for that. Um, having gone through this myself, um, I understand there are several different aspects to a research project. Um, as part of it, you had to complete a research review of theories in wider research. What did you learn about um, the reasons and the value of advice from your analysis? Yeah, so that's a great question. And, and I think, and as you know, Paul, the, 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 the literature review, uh, the research review is um, is probably one of the hardest the hardest tasks um, you have to you have to uh, go through so much stuff and uh, and and really just you're you're just trying to to understand theories and uh, and dig deeper and so for me um, what what I was taking away and I, I looked at uh, material from the FCA from uh, the European Union uh, from philosophers from Adam Smith um, from from various people and I think that. For me, the what, what I took away from the literature review was that we talk a lot about consumer choice, um, and and actually, um, consumer choice is an interesting thing because yes, we are uh, in a digital world now able to do things that we weren't able to do, but actually, for some in society where digital is not easy, actually, it's becoming 
something that isn't inclusive and and actually they're really struggling to actually do those things for for um for some individuals uh you know seeing banks close locally has become a real issue to them and the fact that now it's much easier to actually do all your banking transactions on a mobile phone app than it ever was and i've i haven't queued in a bank for for many many years but for some actually that's that's really regressive um, and so, so for some choices is, is, is seen as a positive, but for others, it, it, it absolutely isn't. You then have a, you know, think about contracts and, and how contracts are offered to, to individuals and, 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 you know, it can be a good deal or it can create complexity that people simply don't understand. And if you think about the research the FCA have done, they, they have said, you know, throughout an, an adult, UK adult's lifetime, 53% of UK adults would have experienced some form of vulnerability. Um, and it, when you look at the spectrum of vulnerability um, from uh, mental health, and, and certainly over the last uh, two or three years with, with, with the pandemic in particular, mental health has been a, a real strain uh, for, for many people. Um, you, you look at the issues around cost of living and and, and the resilience that some people have, financial resilience, is is going to be really strained after the after a period of uh, of lockdowns and everything else. So, so actually, what the literature review did was to, to highlight the the real impact of of vulnerability. Um, the other thing, if you think about going back to the retail distribution review, um, there's a real focus on technical knowledge, and so what's the literature review really pulled out for me was the importance of soft skills and and I know many advisors would would say well that's not it's not great great bit of finding there because we know soft skills are so important but it, but 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 if you think about the 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 FCA's diploma requirements soft skills is just not part of that requirement um, there's no testing of it yes there is um, you know TNC requirements to to, to look at uh, uh, the way advice is delivered. But actually to become a, a qualified uh, advisor in terms of the technical qualifications, it just focuses on, on, on technical skills rather than uh, the soft skills. And actually all the research was saying how important soft skills are, how important empathy is, and how important uh, listening is uh, when you're when you're supporting your clients, especially those clients in vulnerable circumstances. I know that there's um, several different ways in which you can actually do your research. Um, on reading through your um, dissertation, I can see that you did yours via interview. Um, did they go to plan? And what did you discover? Um, I think they went to plan. I, I did 12 interviews. Um, and I and I, and I was very deliberate in how I selected the twelve people. Uh, first of all, they were all people that had passed the uh, the inclusive financial planning qualification, um, and uh, and that was an important requirement because I was trying to demonstrate the value of of, of the qualification. Um, I then asked all of uh, the cohorts. So it was about one hundred and fifty people that that I originally. Uh, looked at. I asked them all to do a, uh, a a test to assess their empathy. I was absolutely open and upfront with them, and I told them what what the test was was for. Um, and uh, uh, it's a test that has been developed by um, Simon Baron Cohen, who is Sasha Baron Cohen's brother, and he's a professor at Cambridge University. 
and um, and it's sixty questions, and 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 it basically scores an individual's empathy. So what I was then looking to do from those scores, so having someone who was who who, who had passed the exam, but also someone then I got a, I, I looked at the 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 uh, individual's empathy across the whole group, and then I selected my twelve people who were uh, individuals that represented that that split. And what I then did is have business owners and also uh, people who were advisors in, in, in firms. So I got a whole cross section, which I think was really important. Um, and then the interviews, what I what I learned, what I learned was that actually, when do you know is enough is enough is when you start hearing the same things in the tenth, eleventh, twelfth interview. And, and but what I got from people is just how how differently uh they got they gained from um the uh the the whole process for having done the inclusive financial planning um those business owners could actually change things advisors could only do different things with their clients but business owners had a, had a really profound impact upon their business and i think that was that was something that uh, was really important and the other thing that I did was ask everyone in relation to uh, what soft skills are, are really important. And, and it, you know, once again, it came out with empathy and listening skills. Um, so for me, I think that the, the interviews uh, did go to plan. Um, what I also did was then track it, what they said to me was that actually reality. So I then tracked over a 12 month period. Uh, whether actually they were able to identify more vulnerable clients than they did 12 months prior to to doing the qualification and what i identified out of the 11 firms that uh, that that i interviewed um is that although their client base had actually increased by about 9% over that period of time the number of clients identified as vulnerable increased by 49% as a as a cohort and so actually, well, there was a real correspondence between what they were telling me and the reality of, of their, their actual uh, client base and the identification. So it felt like, um, you know, I had a good representation, but actually what they were telling me was reflected in the data as well. Fantastic. Thank you. So say the study includes say, an interesting analysis of the interviewees. Um, what did it identify? Um, so in terms of the uh, interviewees, what it identified um, was actually that uh, advisors come come from all uh, different types of, of uh, groups. So those with, with really high uh, empathy skills, those who have average empathy skills, um, some are more transactional, some are far more goals-based planning. Um, so, so what it what it identified is that actually advisors are all very, very different. Once again, I'm sure a lot of advisors are now screaming at the uh, the podcast, uh, um, saying, "Well, you haven't told me anything new." But I think that um, for me, it's it, you know what it what it was telling me was that that what we need to do is work out how we focus the the right resources to to to. Uh, individual advisors to make sure that they are better suited to their clients. So one of the things I think was really important was, um, and a question I asked everyone was, how does your client know that you offer support to your vulnerable 
clients. Uh, how do they know they're vulnerable? Because the FCA said the 72% of clients don't even recognize their own vulnerability. So, um, so what was interesting is it got people actually thinking. So I think, um, you know, if, you know, going back to getting a good selection of, of interviewees, um, but then also challenging them to think about their business and how they can push it forward, but more importantly, how they can make a difference to, to vulnerable clients. Excellent. Thank you. Um, so some of our listeners may be thinking about a master's. What um, tips would you um, like to give them? And I know you like a word cloud, so I don't know if you want to, sort of mention, mention something about that. <laughs> yeah, so um, so I had this really great idea, which um, so when you do your interviews, you have to transcribe all the interviews, um, which is a massive task. Don't underestimate uh, how big it is. And I, and I thought it'd be a great idea to take all of the words that all of the interviewees had said to me and put it in a word cloud. And uh, I sat, uh, I had one of my meetings with my, uh, my lecturer and, um, and uh, he looked at this word cloud, which I was incredibly proud of. And he said to me, um, so what is the purpose of, of this? Are you trying to tell me something? Are you just trying to show me that you know how to do a word cloud? At which point I said to him, I think it's the latter. I'll remove it. Um, so in terms of sort of, th- so that wouldn't be one of my great three ideas. Um, I think one of, one of the things I would say to people um, is stay curious, stay at the top of the funnel, spend the right amount of time to understand, do your literature review, um, understand your subject, be passionate about your subject, but really don't, don't rush to, to uh, do your interviews and get your output out. Um, Just be curious. Um, Having that summary slide at the end so that you've got something to refer to as the output of your your work, I think is is really important. And the third thing is, don't underestimate uh, the knowledge that your children have. Um, At the very beginning of uh, the process, my daughter, Frankie, who had just done her own dissertation, um, graciously gave up uh, a couple of hours of her time to talk through with the cohort um, uh, her experiences. And actually, that helped set us off in the right direction. So so what what my tip would be is speak to someone who's been on the journey, understand what they learned um, understand how, what you can gain from them, but also appreciate that you are going to be different. Um, your tutor, every tutor is different. Everything they say to you is slightly different. It's your research, so there will be a, 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 a real variety. Um, the very last tip, I'm going to be I'm going to be cheeky and take a fourth one. Um, the very last tip I would say to you in relation to vulnerability is please take time to listen to. Uh, the podcasts that we've created. We've got seven podcasts um, that look at lived experiences and, and uh, they've they, been put together by uh, Hannah Kofi. Um, and, uh, and they look at uh, caring, digital capability, relationship breakdown, cognitive impairment, mental health, economic abuse and, and bereavement. And, uh, and, and, and if you want to develop your, your soft skills, um, these are fantastic lived experience podcasts. Excellent. Thank, thank you, Eddie, there, and saying thank you for your time and also for sharing your experiences today. Um, so I really appreciate it, and it's been great catching up with you as always. Thank you, Paul.
really, really appreciate you taking the time to, uh, to uh, interview me. So thank you very much. The content of this recording strictly for general consideration only. No action must be taken or refrained from based on the content alone. Professional advice must always be sought. Accordingly, neither Technical Connection Limited nor any of its officers, employees or contractors can take responsibility for any loss occasioned because of any such action or inaction.